0: Welcome into Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, presented by Golf RX. I am your co-host Connor Hendrickson, joined by Mister John Stewart, aka Mister Sixty Four. How are we doing today?
1: Great, thanks for having me. I Always enjoy being on the uh, on the podcast. We got a great show today. We kind of dive into uh, looking ahead for the spring schedule.
0: Yeah, I've been doing a lot of looking ahead, and 2023 is finally almost here. So it's about time to stop looking and start playing, and I can't wait. But you went down and played in Alabama yesterday, so we talked a little bit about that. Um, the Overlook is coming up, so signups are wrapping up for that. But after signups close for that, sign-ups for the Barn Burner at Kenny Perry's are going to open up. So stay tuned to Unknown Golf for that. Stay tuned to Discord. Um, and then the Extinction, remember that is officially moved to June 3rd, and deposits are due January 15th. So make sure that you send your deposits in to the High Cotton Club Venmo and get signed up through Unknown Golf if you haven't already. Um, and – just kind of a podcast note with the 2022 year ending, we want to bring you guys a little bit of a special show. So next week we're going to be hosting the Roosties. If you're thinking the Dundies, like the Office, you're hitting the nail on the head. So go ahead and send us in some awards that you're thinking. You know, we're definitely thinking stuff like the John Stew, the Johnny Stew Hair Award stuff like that so you know go ahead and send it in we can't wait to have some fun with y'all and uh, just can't wait to dive into that so without any further ado we'd like to thank our presenting sponsor golf rx golf rx and mountain juliet is the place to get you dialed in whether you need custom club fitting club repair lessons golf balls hats anything that you need in the game of golf ryan smith can get you dialed in so make sure that you reach out to golf rx to get dialed in now without any further ado please enjoy today's episode Rich, some guys like it quiet, some guys like it loud. This is, you the gear, it looks like he needs this exercise. I don't know,
1: of course, the conditions now that he has to play the shot to
0: test anyone. Up. Oh, yeah, look at this, Peter. look at this guy. Oh, he's running after. He ran after. We got there before the ball did? I don't believe it. How about that one? No, he shouldn't do that. You knew he would. You knew he would. together Jim those two it's a great story. Welcome into episode 40 of Dialed In a podcast by the High Cotton Club. I am Connor Hendrickson your co-host joined today by our new co-host he's been a great guest of the pod a great supporter of the club and today he joins us as a full-time co-host Mr. John Stewart how you doing sir?
1: Doing well thanks for having me. It's a great honor that you asked me to be your full-time co-host now. Uh, sorry that Tanner's not here, but, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to fill his shoes. Uh, we certainly miss him, and, you know, I, I spoke to him yesterday. I mean, he, he's not going anywhere. He's still going to be heavily involved in the club. Uh, but, of course, we all have uh, responsibilities outside of our, of this club, and, and, you know, right now he's just not able to devote the time that he feels like he should. So I'm glad to step in, I hope I can fill his shoes.
0: Yeah, totally understand. And so we'll continue to support him and, um, you know, we'll, he'll continue to support us. And in the meantime, we'll continue to push forward because the 2023 season is rolling. 2023 is almost here in the calendar year. And we have a lot of things to get into, even though we haven't really been playing a whole lot of golf. You took down a group from Tennessee to meet a group from Alabama down at Muscle Shoals yesterday, correct?
1: Correct. We went down and played the Fighting Joe. They have 36 holes there, and uh, the schoolmaster is the other course. But we played the Fighting Joe. It was Dylan Doris, Brandon Burris, and myself, and Mace, and D Ball, and uh, Will uh, Lost in Space. If you know him by his handle in the in the Discord, but uh, we had a little Tennessee versus Bama, sort of a Ryder Cup style style event. We and of course, to see it. yeah, of course, Tennessee won. We. We beat them by a few bats, but it was close. Uh, Bama's on a bit of a losing streak against Tennessee right now.
0: Well, also, when you take a guy like Brandon Burris to pair up with a guy like yourself, and Dylan Dorris is no slouch with his handicap, you know, you're kind of stacking the field one way or another. But, but D-ball and Mace, no slouch, and then we did not really know what to expect from Will. But anyway, when it comes down to, to you and Burris, I mean, come on now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty even. Uh they were actually at, at the turn they were beating us. so but we had a we had a good back nine. I think we ended up beating them out of three bats, I think. So it was close like it, you know but it, it was a really fun time. Uh, I enjoyed getting to meet Will for the first time. I know he's a he's a new member, but I didn't get to play with him, but uh, from our conversation we, we talked for a little bit before the round. Uh, it seems like a great guy. Great addition to the club. I'm glad he's joined
0: love to hear it um, can't wait to get back down to Alabama next week for it's next week right I mean time is moving so fast two weeks away I guess still um but we're, we're getting very close to no it's just a week away it's just, this is great radio right here
1: yeah it's the seventh yes yeah, right? so yeah it's coming right up today's the 29th so yeah, it's so not next s- Friday but the f- or not next not this Saturday but Saturday after
0: yeah maybe. so it's, it's you know when people are listening to this this weekend it's a week away um, next week we'll kind of preview that and get into some other stuff, but very excited to be heading down to Alabama, hoping for some warmer weather. Um, uh, dropped in a, a weather uh, forecast in the discord. It's going to be a wet beginning to next week, but by the end of the week, we should be, you know, dry, sunny, mid fifties. That's about as good as we can ask for, for the beginning of January. Right.
1: Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that Meese dropped the 10 day forecast on us. Uh, on Golf Digest today on Instagram, I saw they posted, it was like seven reasons uh, that show you're uh, addicted to golf. And one of them was you always know what the 10-day forecast is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, there there's certain things that you just have to be aware of to make the most of the, your situations and your availability. So this time of year, those days can come few and far between. I believe you might be trying to get out there after this, right?
1: I was thinking about it. It's weather's pretty mild, so yeah. take advantage of these 50-degree days in December.
0: Exactly. It, it's going to show come springtime and, and the spring classic who has put in those days this winter and who kind of kept some semblance of their game versus the guys like me who have just done absolutely nothing. Yeah, so,
1: I'm, I'm a little concerned that yesterday I played really well, and you've played a lot of golf with me. You know, it's not very often you see me hit 13 out of 14 fairways. And I did that, so today, if I play, I'm concerned that I'm going to lose like seven balls. Yeah, you, you may be peaking a little early right yeah. now to be
0: peaking in the middle of winter.
1: I feel like the numbers are going to average themselves out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there, especially in the Q&A. But um, overall, great time having an Alabama jackpot. If you had two more spots, you would have gotten a showdown spot. But it wouldn't have mattered because you or Brandon Burris would have taken it anyway.
1: Yeah, we we both shot net seventy three. So, but we, we already have showdown spots. So, it, it, yeah,
0: it wouldn't have mattered. So, moving into our high cotton sports book, shout out D Ball for all the work that he's done with that. Um, the fantasy league has been very fun. Obviously, um, we're in our championship match right now. Um, it's Clay Doty versus Mace Muse, the two versus the four seed. Um, Mace was ten and four. Clay was eight and six. Clay, the Evansville Purple Aces versus Mace, Pete Top. I don't know what that means, but good on him for going 10-4. and four. Um, In this matchup, a little preview, Clay is projected at 109 right now and Mace at 98. So very interesting. Uh, Clay had Derrick Henry in the lineup. Derrick Henry's kind of helped him a lot this year as he has so many others. You know, some, some letdowns too, but he's obviously a huge factor. And he's going to be out. We're recording this on Thursday. I think we're both going to the game tonight, and it's like, go Cowboys, I guess. I mean, the, the Titans aren't even playing.
1: Yeah, they're, they're rolling out their B squad, which I don't mind. I grew up a Cowboys fan, so we need all the help we can get right now to get to get into that wild card spot. doesn't like if we're going to have a chance at the division with the Eagles still rolling.
0: Yeah, so I I might just wear a cowboy hat and cheer for Dak the whole time.
1: (laughs) You don't see an 11-point spread in a championship match, though, very often.
0: No, so it should be very interesting to see how this shakes out. A little Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So, um, excited to see how this shakes out. Um, We'll we'll definitely keep you monitoring that situation through Discord and next week on the podcast. Um, But we don't have a whole lot of other stuff to get into before our Q&A. It's just kind of one of those weeks where it's a shorter week. We don't have a whole lot before we get into our um, preview for the Overlook next week. Um, but I did want to ask you, listening to kind of a 2023, the, the overview that we've kind of laid out, You know, kind of looking at some of the things that we planned, what are you expecting? What are you looking forward to? Just what are your feelings moving forward into the actual calendar year 2023?
1: Yeah, I like the this, this schedule that you've laid out. Uh, of course, we had a few discussions about how, you know, gifts and swag and and you know what we're going to do for for each one obviously the um, the biggest event will be the extinction the extinction in june which is now june 3rd right and how many we have signed up for that now
0: we're like 60 we've had a couple people cancel over the holidays i think Mm -hmm. people got together for the holidays and started planning like summer vacations and so a couple people dropped out
1: and i'm looking forward uh to limestone springs coming up i've I've never played this golf course or are you familiar with this golf course at all
0: played it once and I can I'm super excited to go back you know um
1: the pictures look sick
0: if it hadn't been for that I would have tried to do some crazy stuff to make yesterday's trip happen but knowing that I had that to look forward to and then us going to stay in the cottage the night before I mean this is gonna be there's no better way to kick off the year than getting together with 16 high cotton club guys eight or nine of us are gonna be staying in the cottage it just doesn't get any better than that
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And then the next event we have coming up is the repeat of the Barn Burner, right, in February? Yep. That um, we'll be defending a title. I think me and and Devro ought to automatically get put together if we're doing the same format so we can defend our title.
0: Well, we'll we'll see. We'll unveil the format very soon. We're going to be – so sign-ups for the Overlook technically end on 1231, even though we have a full field, so – you know, if you want to sign up, go ahead and get three other guys to sign up so we can make sure that we have even numbers. Um, we'd love to have you, but we just have perfect numbers right now. Um, but as soon as those close, the sign-ups for the barn burner will open. So um, we'll, we'll unveil the format and stuff.
1: then. And we pretty much have half the field going down Friday for practice rounds too, I think, which exactly. is going to
0: be fun. Which is eight people in a jackpot. That's a showdown spot. And, you know, jackpots, the, the jackpot point list, coming soon to you know some sort of digital platform near you um it's starting to ramp up a little bit i feel like you guys going down there yesterday betting a lot of points with the spring rolling up with us kind of setting a deadline that hasn't quite been unveiled yet things are going to be clicking very quickly and people are going to be falling and rising down this leaderboard and it's going to you know before we know it we're going to be there at the end
1: yeah and when you i wouldn't have thought that it would have been that nerve-wracking with all those points that was you know jackpot points but it was getting pretty interesting coming down the stretch yesterday i mean d ball was up there watching us hit in behind him to see where he stands because it came down to the last few holes where it was tight it was pretty much down to me and him and uh on the bat on 16 we both shot three over on the front and then the back nine through seventeen holes, he was one under and I was two over. I just doubled sixteen from hundred yards out. Ouch. And he birdied seventeen, but then I came right back on seventeen and eagled it. And then he bogeyed eighteen, which was a great par three. I love I love that design feature in a golf course ending on a par three. Like a good picturesque it has to par be a three. Good par three though. Because yeah.
0: like the one down at Thames Ford, I hate that. That's so bad, it used to be so good when it was that par four along the lake and now it's that crappy little dinky par three with the with the pond right there. I can't stand that par three.
1: This was a good par three, it's slightly downhill. We played it from about 150 yards and there's a huge just cliff and crevice gully that runs through the middle of it and he bogeyed it and I two putted for par from about 50 feet and he that's the crime started immediately
0: recognized as one of the finest outdoor patio spots in Music City and it's just a testament to all the hard work and dedication that the Patton family has put into the rudder at Anger High Marina. It's a great spot even when the weather's not great to go belly up to the bar, have a few drinks, have some good food with your friends, with your loved ones. So if you're not familiar, go ahead and check them out at 126 River Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can give them a call at 615 348 Zero one two nine. They had a great New Year's Eve celebration that I hope some of y'all checked out. But they are open Wednesday through Thursday, eleven to eleven. Friday through Saturday, eleven to twelve, and Sunday again, eleven to eleven with happy hour Tuesday through Friday at two to six. The Rudder at Anchor High Marina is a great place to go with your with your friends, with your family. Just a great spot. So tell them the High Cotton Club. D ball. I think he's one of those guys. I mean, there's so many of them that really want that regional spot. You know, really want to go get the opportunity to represent the High Cotton Club. And it's something that is going to be a little bit different this year. Um, Erin asked, getting into our Q&A a a little early, that she mentioned that she would love to hear a discussion on being in the Deep South now. So, breaking news. It hasn't really been announced. And so, if this is your first time hearing it, here it is. The High Cotton Club has shifted regions. We are no longer in the mid South. We are in the deep South, alongside the Peachtree Collective and the Splash of OJ. Um, shout out Big Randier. Shout out Anthony or Austin. Um, <laughs> Anthony and Austin. Shout out both of those guys. Very excited to be in this region. It's the
1: SEC baby. Hey, we're where we, we're where we belong. SEC country.
0: It just means more. You know, stretching all the way down into Alabama. We touch Georgia. We touch Florida. This makes sense, and I could not be more excited to be part of this region.
1: Yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense. Uh, not that proximity-wise, that North Carolina and South Carolina are that hard to get to, but you also don't want to be crossing over mountains to get to the get to your regional when you're having it over there. Just seems seems like it's a better fit where we're at now.
0: Yeah, I think it fits better for the Mid South as well with the guys over in North Carolina and South Carolina they already play together so often and they have a camaraderie amongst their captains. So they should be able to do whatever they want. And I'm very much looking forward to working with Anthony and Austin from, um, you know, splash and, and the peach tree. We've already been working on events between our roofs before this. So now it's be able to play in a regional. I'm very much looking forward to it and wherever we will travel. will I mean, and I'm sure we'll travel this year. Um, it's going to be a destination, and I, I can't wait. It's you know it make it's making our schedule even better. I think.
1: Yeah, you've got a lot of great options there. It seem you know, you think about Panama City and Destin, kind of being easy place to you know fly into. It's kind of centrally located. Um, so, it, did any of the other um, regions get redrawn, or is it like where we came from? Is it still now just first flight and Queen City that are going to be left in there, or did somebody get added to take our place, I wonder?
0: Yeah, so the Cannons Rouge joined. So Cannons, um, South Carolina, left with – so before the, the realignment, it was us and the two from North Carolina, and it was South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Now it's the two from North Carolina and South Carolina, and it's us, Georgia, and Florida. Yeah, that makes a lot uh, more sense. So, that yeah, I think it makes a whole lot more sense for them. And then I'm also trying to find um, there there was a little bit more realignment. I can go ahead and pull that up right now. I'm I'm working on it. We can we Well
1: having uh, North Carolina and South Carolina all together that makes a lot more sense than having South Carolina in the deep south.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And and I think just in terms of competition, we, we talk about rivalries, right? And there was talk about wanting rivalries between the Roosts, and that that's something that they considered when they started the Roost smack, smack talk thread. And, you know, it's one thing for us to go up against Queen City in the regional. It's a whole other thing if we both make it to Sweetens. Right. Now that's a chance for a rivalry to, to thrive on a big stage. So that's what we want. We're, you know, we're ready for the smoke. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to, you know, make sure that everything makes the most sense and – Going up against Splash in the regional, I mean, they proved that they could be there all the way till the end at the NIT, or not the NIT, at the Roos Club Championship. So, the Peachtree Collective obviously has players being down in and around land on great golf courses. I'm not sure that we didn't get ourselves in a harder region now.
1: I would think so. I mean, just, I don't know anyone from Peachtree, but of course we got to meet the guys from Splash OJ at Nationals last year, and... They were right there in the final four with us. Yep. So we're we're automatically throwing ourselves into a region that they did the same thing we did. They went to the final four. So it exactly. One of us isn't going next year. Exactly, which is hate it for them. Sick. Hate it for them. <laughs>
0: uh, but you know, great competition breeds breeds even better golf, and so we're very excited for that. Um, so the Western Civilization, still the the Great British and Ireland group, the Pacific Northwest. Um, P&W, NorCal, and Mayhem from Canada. So the Canadian roosts are getting split up. Um, Southwest, Local, and Dry Heat, which is like Arizona, New Mexico. So they're staying um, where they are, which is awesome. The Heartland region, the Rocky Mountain Rollers, which I love their new name change, new logo change from the Herb and Rollers.
1: The Dry Heat's a name change too, right? That yep. Was the, was that the roost runners?
0: Yep. yep. And so, yeah, like both of those. Um, the Great Plains and the confluence with the Rocky Mountain all in the heartland. The Great Lakes region, North Star United, and Second City, so that is Minnesota and Chicago. The Midwest region, um, Ohio, the Duck Club, which is Toronto, um, Fresh Coast Flot, Michigan, and Incline, which is the new roost for 2023 out of Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh, officially in the Midwest. Um, Texhoma the Supercell, Southern Texas Roots Hospitality and Big Plex, no changes there. The Deep South, obviously us. Mid-South, we've talked about that. And then the Northeast staying the same with Capital GC, the Electric Factory, New York City Metro, and uh, the Boston Tea Party.
1: You think there's any – you know how um, in football, there's always your Super Bowl winner, two teams in their Super Bowl, one of them doesn't make it. You think there's a chance there's a little bit of that curse going for Electric Factory this year?
0: I I think that they were very close to not making out of their region last year, and so I think that the other roofs in their region, specifically shout out hibernating bear up in New York City, I could see them figuring out a way to get a better squad to kind of take down those the, the crew from Philly. Um, but I have all the respect in the world for Mike, great captain. Um, you know, there's somebody that's going to be tough to beat no matter
1: what. You're going to get everybody's best shot now. You're the champ. You got the target on your back. It's a lot of added pressure,
0: but you know I feel the same way about us. I feel like we kind of
1: with, of course, with nationals being in our home state
0: exactly, so. and and we we just got to get there. And so I assume with you know the Roots Club Championship being in Tennessee, we're not going to be able to host the regional in Tennessee as well. Although, wouldn't that be sick? if <laughs> We win sweet and sweetens. It'd be impossible, but that would be that would be pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm really open to you know the. The Destin, Panama City area. I think we have a yeah. lot of members who have probably played a lot of golf down there.
0: Yeah, I think Peachtree hosted last year, so it makes sense if Splash hosted this year. So yeah, I'd be all fine for that, and um, we'll we'll get that all that worked out. And when we get a better plan for that, we'll obviously share it then.
1: I feel really confident no matter who we take. I think we've got. I think we're pretty. I think we're one of the deepest clubs, just judging from nationals and and the other groups we saw. I think we're one of the deeper clubs as far as golf talent.
0: We just have to make sure, and and with the format that we choose, and this is what we talked about last last week, um, making sure that we put our guys in the fire. You know, make sure that everybody who who comes out of the high cotton club has had to battle to get there.
1: Yeah, and we were talking about it on the way down yesterday on the ride. uh, Sort of me and Dylan were explaining to Burris how it worked and, you know, why we do the derbies. Mm -hmm. You know, why do we eliminate the strokes and and just go out and play – a derby is like well that's sort of, that's the format when you get there that's how the champions decided at least how that's how it was last year I mean there's strokes all the way up until you get down to the final four and then the strokes are out the window you need dogs at that point and that's yep. why that's why we we sort of stress that format in a lot of our events
0: mm-hmm. It just fires me up to to get out there and practice a little bit I need I need some practice but uh, some more questions coming in from D-Ball. He asks you, what is three and two?
1: I don't know what he's talking about at all.
0: He asks, are you comfortable with having a partner other than Burris moving forward?
1: Why? You see, I'm telling you, D-Ball gets a little scared when he sees Burris get out of the truck. <laughs> he was scared from the moment Burris got out yesterday. Little shook, but you know, I don't blame him. Burris can play. I'll, I mean, take, I'll take any partner. I, 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 I have real estate inside D-Ball's head right now.
0: No, don't, don't talk about it. And wrong. I'm expanding. Hey, he's got a backpack. He's got a backpack. Well,
1: I didn't even have a partner
0: in that event. so. Fair, fair. Um, but, you know, that all goes back to strategy. Sometimes you just got to – sometimes you get beat before you get out of the bus. And, you know, going back to, you know, the regionals and stuff like that, we want practice to be harder than the game. You know, if our events are difficult and, and our format is tough to get out of, well, shoot, when we get there, it's a little bit different. It's a lot a bit different, but hopefully, you know, we're, we're tested and ready to go. It fires me up, and I can't wait. I just hope I make it. Anyways, <laughs> um, how would you rate, compare Fighting Joe as a course compared to those in Middle Tennessee?
1: It was a great golf course. It felt pretty – If it, it reminded me of Foxland. Now, the greens weren't, you know, of course, weather's been terrible. Uh, I'm sure they're not typically that slow, but they were a little slow and furry. But the golf course itself felt really linksy, kind of had that feel of, of Foxland. Um, but you could make a great event there because it stretches all the way to 8,000 yards, over 8,000 yards. We played at, you know, 66, 6,700, and... It was still all the golf course you wanted. The wind was blowing 20 miles an hour. The, f- the opening stretch was straight into the wind. Three shot par five for everyone. Then a par two back to back par fours that me and Burris both hit six irons into with good drives. So it's got some teeth right out of the gate. And it, again, has one of the best design features. It, my personal favorite ending on a great par three. I think a par three is just a great setting for an 18th hole. People may not like that, but I, it's always been a favorite design feature for me on a golf course.
0: I want, generally in, in an 18th hole, I want something that drama can happen on. And so, you know, if it's a great par three where somebody can dunk it in the water or lose their golf ball, cool. If it's a par five that might be reachable in two, if it's maybe a drivable par four, maybe something where out of balance can come into play, I just want there to be a chance for somebody to come back and for somebody to go forward on that hole. I want there to be drama on the 18th.
1: Yeah, it's a good design. I really like the layout. Their ninth hole is actually a par three as well. Interesting. But the the only design feature I didn't like from nine to ten, you don't go by the clubhouse. Mm. Didn't know that. Mm. We we you were get scramb- dry. we were we were scrambling for some beers there, mm. <laughs> about twelve or thirteen.
0: That's a tough scene. We hate to see that in the High Club. Um, all right, another question for you. Let's see here. From Mace. How is your handicap management coming? It's going
1: great. All you do is, you know, post every score. It's That's pretty right. easy.
0: That's right. It's easy when you're just honorable and full of integrity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only caveat I, I ever say is that this time of year you have to sort of watch because you winter conditions, you played up. You roll it. If you're playing it up everywhere, that's worth several shots. So uh, I've always been on the side that you don't post it when you play it up everywhere because it's worth too many shots. You're hurting. It's not a fair depiction of what you shot.
0: I agree. But in the interest of integrity, you went down there yesterday. You played it up everywhere. You shot a low score and you posted it.
1: I haven't posted it yet. (laughs) <laughs> we played it up everywhere.
0: Oh yeah. No, you said D ball posted it. That's yeah, right. D ball posted it. You said D ball posted
1: it. I already saw that this morning.
0: Yeah, that's right. So no, no, I, I totally agree with you. If you're playing it up everywhere, you're playing a different game. But yeah. I also say that if golf had been discovered in America, we would probably just play it up all the time anyway.
1: Yeah. And I'm totally fine with, see this time of year, I prefer just to play up in the fairway. Cause the fairways are, Dormant and usually a little thin. You, you, I would still post that. But when you're playing it up in bunkers, up in the rough, you know, even if you're doing just a scorecard length, like we did yesterday, it's still worth four to five shots around. I think.
0: And that's key for us when we're planning events this time of year is that we we don't want to set up an event where somebody's going to have to go out there and post their score. You know, we're doing a two man scramble. Nobody's going to be able to post from a two man scramble. Mm -hmm. So we're we're you know we're protecting to make sure that we don't have guys going out there and playing in a a quote unquote tournament or an event that would create some false you know sense of handicap. So we're trying to protect the field too.
1: Yeah, you got you got to be careful this time of year because it's a little wishy-washy as far as how you can play it. Just It go it, it changes from course to course mm-hmm. just on conditions.
0: Um, Gervais does ask, talking about kind of events and stuff, he asks about overlook pairings. They'll be coming very soon. Stay tuned for that. Um, probably right on the first, New Year's Day, we can get those sent out. Um, is that,
1: uh, that going to be just basically low handicap with high handicap, or are you going to have an A group and a B group and randomly pair them?
0: A group, B group, okay. randomly pairing. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Um, can't wait to get that going. And yeah, no strokes in that event. It's just going to be a two man scramble. Best goes get it. Who has put together all the tee times? It's D Ball, right? For the Friday? Yes. Yeah. All right. D-ball. So he's in charge of the jackpot. So he picks the format and That's he, he determines who's going to get that showdown spot. Is it going to be New Blood? Is it going to be. You know, somebody keeping somebody out.
1: I still get my two shots, D-Ball.
0: I know that that was a, a heavy point of contention in the Discord yesterday, um, something that I missed entirely.
1: Well, D-Ball's whole thinking is we shot the same thing yesterday. We, we put our handicaps in the calculator to see what everybody was going to get because we were playing just low net for all everybody's jackpot points. And because we shot the same thing, I no longer get strokes anymore. I don't believe that's the way the gen system works. So, I mean, D Ball was crying on the way down. He cried when we got there, and he cried when we left, and he kept crying all night last night.
0: Uh, Well, he's going to have an opportunity for redemption next Friday and Saturday. Uh, Next Friday, you guys are going to be playing a scratch match, right? Is that is that my understanding? He's he's begging for scratch.
1: I don't. It's like what I asked <laughs> you yeah. last night. I was like, okay, if we go out and we play scratch and you beat me by eight, does that, does that make you right still? Like, are <laughs> does that you,
0: mean I get eight from you next time?
1: Yeah, like what are we doing here?
0: <laughs> Fair. Uh, but next Friday it's going to be D-Ball, Gooch, myself, you, Mace, Will, Gervais, and more than likely JC Meese. Yep. So very excited to have everybody together before the Overlook on Saturday um it's just going to be a great opportunity to get together and kick off the year so i'm very very excited how many cabins do we have just project? one but it's two levels oh, okay yep
1: so how how did how did we get is that is that just something that's down there that's available for anybody who comes in mm-hmm. okay Yeah,
0: they have it available i guess for members or something members guests but yeah something that they had that jt showed me last time we were down there and so i was like well, if we come back, that would be great yeah. to kind of – because it's one thing to go down there and drive and play golf and come back. It's manageable. But if you can turn it into a little bit of an overnighter, it turns into a heck of a time. Heck of a time.
1: What uh, what would you – what do you have to say about that golf course as far as, um, you know, how you would have to play? You know, you, you go some places that are wide open, some that are plinking plot, some that have just huge green complexes. How would you describe the golf course?
0: I think it's a thinker's golf course at times and a ball striker's golf course at others. Um, There's places where you have plenty of width and room to miss, but if you miss in the wrong place, you're not going to be able to execute moving forward in the hole. Um, But then there's also times like 10 and 11 are some of the craziest holes I've ever seen. Like I despise those golf holes. I can't wait to just get past them. They're like downhill par four, par five with just, mega ski slopes and hills in the middle and so like you can see for 50 yards and then you can't see anything and then you can see for 50 yards and you can't see anything so you don't know if your ball is rolling you don't know if your ball is out of bounds and the whole thing's downhill so you know when you miss going downhill that ball is going to miss even further Mm -hmm. it's just chaos those two holes slowed us down so much last time i just can't wait to get past those two kind of pick the round back up that really really rattled my cage last time on the whole back nine
1: is there out of bounds on both of those holes
0: Yes. Off the tee? Yes, on both sides. Nice. Yes. Sick. Sick. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, go hit golf shots. There's no thinking about that. It's just like, you just have to go hit a golf shot. And that's tough.
1: That's an elevated tee box, out of bounds both sides. That's tough. Yeah, nothing, no flat lies.
0: Some Mountain Juliet, as the New Year sets in, it's time to get those New Year's resolutions attended to. And what better New Year's resolution than to get your bag dialed in? One of the major problems for so many of us is just swinging clubs that don't fit us. And Ryan Smith and the crew at Golf Rx can fix that for you. Whether you need custom club fitting, lessons, club repair, or any other things in the game of golf, Ryan Smith and Golf Rx can get you dialed in at 11972 Lebanon Road in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, 37122. Give them a call at 615-288-4539. They are open six days a week. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. So go ahead and check them out, Golf Rx and Mount Juliet. We very much appreciate their partnership. And now without any further ado, back to today's episode. Other than that, some great green complexes, uh, some really interesting golf shots. I know that Mies is going to have the pins dialed in for us, and there's going to be probably some gettable ones and some that we're going to be like scratching our heads at, and that's what I really am looking forward to.
1: So is Meese in the golf industry I didn't, I didn't know this yeah so
0: he's assistant superintendent there okay Yep. that's why we're going there yeah, i didn't know that yep. yeah okay cool um so yeah he he left a uh, prestigious club in birmingham to go here just because he kind of believed in what they're trying to do with putting a lot of money back into the club trying to kind of bring it into a life that it kind of deserves because it's a great track and just kind of got run down for a while
1: i think we ought to i think you ought to do some of those uh, do just a few pins of like superintendent revenge day
0: there's a par 3 that last time we were there it, it's uh it's kind of a downhill par 3 over a pond and it's a big back to front sloping green and the pin was already tough enough it was close but if he put it put it just a foot closer to the front it'd be right on a ridge and we would all double bogey max it would be, <laughs> be sick <laughs> if somebody yeah. made if somebody made a bogey they would win the hole
1: Yeah, I'm not going to tell them where to put the pins, but it would be cool to have just maybe one or two holes where you just get some crazy
0: ones. I do. I hope to have a conversation with them because we're going to change up the tees a little bit too, trying to make some stuff drivable, some stuff a little bit harder. So that's going to be very exciting. And, you know, just try to really show off the golf course and make it as, you know, fun of an event as we can since it's just a scramble. Um, All right, more questions. Uh, Let's see. From Clay outside of D ball and stew, can you think of any player rivalries in the club from past classics or events? Um, applesauce was quick to mention his rivalry with, uh, K jealous, which was, I mean, still like a shocking thing that that ever happened. But, um, you know, there, there's been some rivalries in the classic. That's
1: not the kind of rivalry we want.
0: No, it's not that, that, that's not what we're encouraging. Um,
1: I wouldn't even call me and d ball a rivalry like me like from the moment it's like i know we brothers. give we we give each other a lot of hell but honestly from the moment we met each other he came to legacy i believe it was for the showdown mm-hmm. he came up to play practice round and i played with him did you play in the practice round with us i, I know we not. were in the group I did not. the next day but uh, i mean we became friends pretty much right away we played that practice round the next day we were paired together for the showdown he didn't make the showdown, but he was my first pick as my caddy, and me and him won the showdown with him as my caddy. So we give each other a lot of hell. But I like, I like old D-ball, but he's I'm, – I'm sorry. He keeps saying that we're the same golfer. <laughs> and we're not. Like I'm nowhere even near as – Tita Green as good as him. And that's why I get two shots. So – Sorry, Deval. I love you, but you're giving me my shots,
0: but you know those kinds of relationships are what's so great about the club and the roost and uh even the classics. so I love to hear that is there I can think of you and sam rotten that's that's like a true rivalry like
1: yep, I'm trying to think of how many times
0: Sam Roten versus everybody is a rivalry,
1: yeah, Sam always has a target on his back. Um, I'm trying to think – I I mean, I don't I don't know if you can call it a rivalry if only – if one side wins every time. I've never – I don't think I've beat Roten in anything. So, That's fair. I think he's beat me every time.
0: That's fair. Nobody I'm, can call it a rivalry. Hashtag
1: then. FBR, though. One of them has an asterisk. Yep. But he was still pretty much beat me most of the day, so – He's tough. I wouldn't really call it a rivalry. I gotta beat him first, I think, for it to be a rivalry. <laughs>
0: sure. Sure. Um yeah, I I can't really I would have loved another shot at Zach Earhart.
1: Oh yeah? Yep. That was the first classic, second classic.
0: That was the second one. I think. Second? Yeah, because the first one I made it to the championship against Beers and that one against Earhart, I'd I beat myself that day.
1: And that was in Final Four, right? Mm hmm.
0: That was a semifinal? How bad did he like beat you on seventeen or sixteen? Yeah, but like I, I lost my composure that day. <clears throat> I was, I was ticked off. I was chirping, and so like I turned it into a rivalry when it didn't need to be, and then I lost. So I would like another shot at that. I think the greatest rivalry is Queen City, but yeah. it's again, you got to beat somebody for it to be a rivalry, and. We went one and zero in the mid south, and now we're in the deep south. So hate it for him. Maybe we'll see it retiring
1: undefeated on top. Hate to see it.
0: Um. All right, from you, Stu. Does anyone want new club cleaning serum made one hundred percent from D ball's tears? Surplus needs to go.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of it, so I'm slashing prices on this. It's great stuff. It's straight from D ball's tears. You just put it on your clubs, little brush. Cleans them right off. Got just I've got just barrels of it though. So everything must go.
0: Sixty-nine ounce bottle, sixty-nine dollars. First come, first serve. Do not delay. Reach out to Johnny Stew today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you to everybody who sent in questions. I know it was it was really a question heavy episode, but next week we're gonna get more into the overlook, dive into pairings, talk a little bit more about the golf course, as well as get into our kind of award show to kick off the year it'll wrap up the 2022 year um, but very excited to be hosting the Roosties so if you're thinking the Dundies from the office you're exactly spot on so go ahead and make sure that you're sending in suggestions for that but in the meantime we'll go ahead and get into life advice so Stu why don't you go ahead and start us off
1: yeah so my life advice pertains to friendships Uh, you and I've talked about it before um, that you know we didn't know each other prior to the High Cotton Club and I'd really like everyone to just take advantage of the platforms we have and the people we have in the group we've got a lot of great members there's a lot of great friendships to be had the some of my best memories over the past couple years are from High Cotton events and I'm just very thankful for what you've started for us. Uh, Some of my best friends are now in this, but it comes from a quote. And the quote is from Bill Watterson. So things are never quite as scary when you have friends. Hmm. So life can get hard a lot of times and it's, it's even harder when you're trying to tackle that by yourself. So Mm -hmm. please take, Take advantage of, of the platforms and what we have here. Use these events to not only play good golf, but also develop relationships. I mean, you, you have an opportunity here to make lifelong friendships here. So just my advice is take advantage of what we have here. We never know how long we're going to you know, be here and how, how long these things are going to be available to us. So just Definitely. take advantage of it.
0: Definitely. I, th- I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, it's so much more than golf. You know, it's about the relationships that we're building, meeting like-minded people. And um, so I think that's that's a great word, and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you for sharing. Um, for me, it's just kind of a token of appreciation this week. Um, with the, the cold snap, I had some an unfortunate event happen, and I just want to thank all the veterinarians out there who make such quick work when they need to and, and go above and beyond to get out here and, and service um, animals that are um, in need of it. it it can be a very scary situation to have an animal that's hurt. And, you know, for me, there's nothing that I care about more than my animals. Um, You know, they're absolutely number one on my list. Um, So it's, it it was tough, but very, very thankful to uh, the vets out there. And so shout out all the vets.
1: Yeah. Shout out to all healthcare, whether it be animals or people.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. People need it just like veterinarians do, but um, this week specifically, yeah shout out my horse um so all right thank you to everybody who has tuned in to episode 40 of dialed in a podcast by the High Cotton Club We thank you so much for listening and without any further ado we're keeping you dialed